Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin our study of the book of Ephesians. This book, epistle, or letter, was penned by the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus. This book may become, in your life, the single most revolutionizing letter that you have ever read. This week, we will get acquainted with the territory of Ephesus, which will give us a foundation for our study of this book. Please listen to Pastor Jim's slice of today's message entitled, Effusing About Ephesians. Now, the vocabulary of this book, all the way through, is the vocabulary of spiritual riches. Get a load of this. The word grace, that's the source of all of our riches, God's unmerited favor. It occurs 12 times in just these six chapters. The word glory, eight times. The word inheritance, four times. The word riches, five times. The words fullness and filled, seven times in this book. And the key to the whole thing, and I hinted this, hinted this about this last time to you, 27 times is the phrase, in Christ. That's the key that unlocks all of the riches. Apart from Christ, you're beggarly poor. In Christ, all the riches of His inheritance are yours. In Christ, you have the fullness of the inheritance of the riches of the glory of His grace, and you don't get better off than that. When Paul finishes reciting for three chapters all of our riches in the Savior, he bursts out with this in Ephesians chapter 3, the end of chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. Now, now just ponder that for a moment. I can think of a lot, okay? And we can go beyond what we think or ask, but not only beyond that, abundantly beyond that, but more abundantly beyond that, and far more abundantly beyond that. How rich are you in Christ? Wow. To Him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, where does this power work? Within us when we're in Christ. It is transformational to be in Christ. Now, I doubt you've ever heard of the theologian by the name of Hetty Green. Actually, she wasn't a theologian, but she had a theology, everybody does, and her story is rather remarkable. Hetty Green was nicknamed America's Greatest Miser. She died in 1916, 
and left behind an estate of at least a hundred million dollars. Now that was real money in 1916. Now it's not even a stimulus payment. Um, she was said to have never turned on the heat or to have used hot water. It is said she wore one old black dress and undergarments that she changed only after they'd been worn out, TMI. She didn't wash her hands. She rode around in an old carriage. She ate mostly little pies that cost 15 cents each. On July 3rd, 1916, Hetty Green died at age 81 at her son's New York City home. According to her long-standing world's greatest miser entry in the Guinness Book of World Records, I mean, this is, she's official, world's greatest miser, it says she died of apoplexy after arguing with a maid over the virtues of skin, skimmed milk because it was cheaper. The New York Times reported that she actually had a series of strokes leading up to her death. Upon her death, Hetty Green was known as the Wizard of Finance and the richest woman in America. We said she left behind at least $100 million. Estimates are $100 million to $200 million. If you want to adjust that for inflation, uh, she left behind somewhere between $2.35 billion and $4.7 billion, what it would be the equivalent of in our world. That did indeed make her the richest woman in the world at that time, probably the richest woman in the world, uh, having accumulated her own wealth of all time. Hetty's only son, his name was Ted, Ted broke his leg as a child And Hetty, at first, tried to have him admitted to a free clinic for the poor so she wouldn't have to pay. Charles Slack, her biographer, said that she was recognized in the clinic and they did not agree to take Ned. So she didn't agree to pay for the medical services and she treated him herself. How'd that go? Ned's leg did not heal properly and had to be amputated due to gangrene but she was rich. Hetty Green illustrates in the human realm what it's like to be a Christian the way many Christians live. Like Hetty, a lot of people don't understand how to use their riches, or they're just unwilling to use them. They just think they know something better. The book of Ephesians is written to explain your riches in Christ and to tell you how to use them in Christ. You have enough riches to cover all your past debts, all your present liabilities, and all your future needs, and you will never diminish the resources at all. It's it's endless. And by the way, it all comes with a better-than-lifetime guarantee. There's an eternal guarantee on this. Remember, 27 times in Ephesians it says that this is all in Christ. All your riches are secure to you as Christ is secure in the plan of God. We, in Christ, are fellow heirs with Him 
in the plan of God. What does he inherit? Oh, I don't know, the kingdom? The whole earth? Romans 8, 16 and 17. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. We're going to see the doctrine of adoption here in Ephesians 1. We are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. If you're in Christ, you are going to stand with Christ, and the hatred for Him will be focused on you if you represent Him will. That's the part about suffering with Him. But you know, often Christians act as if they are paupers, like they have to beg for spiritual crumbs that are dropped from the table of God. But in reality, in Christ, you are rich beyond imagination. A Christian who acts like a beggar is someone who doesn't understand who he or she is or doesn't know what to, what to do about it. Now, by the way, there's an important caveat. We are not rich in Christ because of anything inherent in us. Nor are we rich because of anything that we do or don't do. The teaching that says that if we do such and such, God will be bound to do a certain thing in return, that's an insult to the character of God. And that's a total misunderstanding of of His grace and His sovereignty. Makes us the one in the ones in control, not him. Our, our, our riches are all in Christ, and look what they're based upon. This is all from the first two chapters of Ephesians. Of Ephesians, your riches are based on God's will. Your riches are based on God's grace. Your riches are based on His purpose. They are for His glory. They are all connected to His inheritance, the inheritance of Christ. It is all about His calling. It's by His power. It is in His love. It is for His good pleasure. And you are all His workmanship. It's all in Christ. Do you see it? Because we are in Christ, not because we've been baptized or confirmed or ordained or catechized, or sanferized, or winterized. It's because we're in Christ. Now, let me give you a little introduction to the book of Ephesians. This book has one of the easiest to remember structures of all the books in the Bible that have more than one chapter. All right? Ephesians is like a basketball game. There are two halves, two equal halves. I think most of you have taken a mathematics far enough that you can divide six by two. There are two three-chapter versions, or th- three-chapter portions of the book of Ephesians. Chapters one through three is about doctrine, who you are in Christ. This is your riches explained, itemized, laid out for you. Then chapters four through six is about your practice, what to do because you are in Christ how to put your riches to work, how to enjoy the benefits of your riches. Uh, Chapter 4 even begins with urging you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you've been called. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.